0: So we are going to continue, we are, we made last time through half of the book, 100 texts, so we are going to start another half today. So we are, we are, we are going to start with text 51.
1: These things apply to monks pursuing the life of stillness. But those under obedience to a spiritual father should have only one thought in mind, to depart in nothing from his commands. For if they achieve this, they achieve everything. But if they depart from such strict obedience, they will fail completely in the spiritual life and in every form of virtue.
0: So he was, before he was talking about addressing his words to monks who lived in solitude but this text is uh, offered to those who live uh, in uh, this common life in monastery in community and uh, so he reminds something what has a big part like in um, or is very important uh, in monastic life and it is obedience. And uh, he reminds this obedience to a spiritual father and he reminds that from that uh, comes really abundance of fruit, spiritual fruit. Um, we have to to understand obedience, how they understand this, Holy Fathers, He says only few words, but it's important to uh, to really open. Not don't make in, uh, conclusions based only on this text, because uh, we need to study uh, their teaching about obedience to have like full picture. Don't. If we try just why well, I'm saying that because many times when we read these patristic texts and we read a little bit obi- about obedience, it uh, really uh, it really uh, can uh, create illusion so that this obedience something like slavery. Something what what these monks are forced to really um, submit to superior or spiritual father and uh, almost like in some kind of tyrannic way and uh, but it would be not good conclusion usually this illusion uh, creates some kind of resistance in us to continue and to search and to find out like fullness or meaning of the obedience. The thing is that uh, this obedience, uh, when we, well, there are many aspects, but I, I will bring only one. Once you enter and receive this obedience, when you break your will, as a monk, and you enter this obedience to the Holy Father, you are gaining freedom. So, it is you are gaining freedom because then you are really free from your will. And uh, it's it's paradox. On the one way, you are, you are totally uh, guided by these words of a superior or spiritual father and, uh, and so it's from this worldly aspect it means that well this is horrible but on the other hand in this spiritual realm is it's something what gives you some kind of freedom and uh, and in this uh, freedom you can grow very fast. Uh, disciples of if we read uh, this, uh, who read the book uh, Joseph Hesychast. So w- uh, one of his disciples, I think it was Ephraim, uh, but it's not important. He speaks about this fruit of obedience. He said that, while well, we were obedient to our spiritual father and we were flying our like birds. That they, they, they experienced this like abundance of spiritual consolations, spiritual joy. Uh, something, but uh, uh, they they tasted something of this spiritual height. And because they they entered to this to, to this obedience, it means that. They agreed to be led by this elder Joseph towards God, and they. This was amazing for me to hear that, or to read that that uh, what is almost something what we it's difficult for for us to accept that it can bring so huge fruit. Samuel, do you want?
2: Yeah. And that was interesting. You were bringing out the point that the monk gives up his will to obey his elder. And another thing I would just add to that, it jumped out to me from that paragraph, was that it, he, he's saying these things apply to monks pursuing the life of stillness, almost like is, he's saying that my previous instruction is, is for monks pursuing a life of stillness, and then he adds those under obedience to a spiritual father should have only one thought in mind to depart and nothing from his command yeah. it's like he's saying you might know this spiritual instruction um, but if your f- spiritual father tells you to do something specific do that
0: yeah yeah it's many times when we read those things uh, from pastoristic literature uh, it seems like nonsense For us, and uh, there was like one story was that um, new monk was oh I well maybe I'm going to butcher this story a little bit because I don't remember well, but what was said that uh, the elder gave him his stick walking stick over the shop. it was <coughs> it was a piece of dry wood this and he said go and plant this stick, and you are going to water it every day three times it was like nonsense you know that uh, but that monk immediately took that and he was doing that for several months. In time, the elder established, he went and, he but he had to walk, I don't know how long for the water, to bring water and to water it three times. And he couldn't like bring water for three times, you know, he had to make this journey all time. And after three months, this stick started to, that there were leaves, and it started to, to grow. And then this elder said, look, this is the fruit of obedience. And uh, well, through this, something happened. Uh, for us, it, it, when we read that, it might be like nonsense. This order was something that doesn't make any sense, not practical, even wasting of time of that monk. But uh, something happened in that time. This will, or own will of that monk was somehow destroyed through this. This walking to the distance for the water and doing this stuff. Well, it was not something that was like wasting of time because through this some kind of mental work was done in the mind and. Uh, okay some kind of transformation came to the heart of that monk. But this is this is very important, those things, because it might be like, and, and we can find many other um, uh, examples of of orders, these orders gave, they're almost not, um, when I was talking about, I don't know it was just uh, older Joseph, uh, probably I probably mentioned last time that uh, uh, this elder whoever it was ordered monks to plant uh, onion upside down, you know, that well, nonsense, but they did that and the harvest was one of the biggest. But the point is, not, uh, but for us it is like, it is like nonsense, but well, through this, Uh, practicing of this virtue, we become uh, uh, used, we acquire something which makes, which causes this, that in the same way we approach gospel, words of Christ. We are learning how to follow Christ. It might be like nonsense, uh, something what is uh, nonsense, but through this we are how these monks were breaking their will, and they were more willingly following uh, gospel, uh, commandments of gospel. Well, still, we can ask on this place where this is interesting to know uh, for us, but why we are reading that? We should skip that because we are not monks. But in some way, this, this order or this, this advice gives us uh, understanding how we should follow advice of our spiritual fathers. Well, now I mean uh, those who we chose as uh, our spiritual guides. For example, we had as our spiritual guide Briantia, you know, for five or six years. Now we have St. Theodorus as a spiritual guide. But you might be reading Jean Clemachus, you, you might be reading Theodore the Recluse. And well, these words teach us how to approach these texts of the saints, of the spiritual fathers that we are not reading that only a curiosity or something what brings us spiritual uplifting. We are approaching those texts like, okay, this is my spiritual father. I chose and he teaches me or he says, do this. So now I should be obedient to these words. And, uh, and uh, uh, when I understand this way, so then spiritual reading, which is an important part of my spiritual life, uh, gets special quality. It is, it is not really only reading that I learn something, I <coughs> go through pages per day. Mm-hmm. I really have the space as we have that I read a little bit per day, and but I am pondering over these words all day, and I am <coughs> forcing uh, my will to break w- this old man in me, and to accept this advice, and to follow the advice. And uh, I would say that this, this text, uh, this means for our life, Samuel.
2: Yeah, one thing I uh, wanted to know: if you have, if you have good discernment because of guidance from your spiritual father, you can. Would you say also you can apply that to everyday life, to where you know uh, a parent taking care of a child with an attitude of obedience? Um, Lord, the Lord recognizes that, or uh, yeah. even uh, for a boss or for a friend who asks us to do something inconvenient um, or give up our preference for theirs, an attitude of obedience sort of transforms our interaction with that. Uh, if it's yes. if we have discernment. Yes. Yes. Sure. Sure. remember yeah, what we said um, a couple weeks ago about the the goldsmith. Right. It's
1: everything we do is for me.
0: Well, yes, yes, you are right. Uh, This word discernment is important. You know, because uh, you cannot apply this uh, obedience outside of this realm of spiritual father or the spiritual leadership. If you apply it to your boss, for example, and he wants something that is not... um, what is against for example some kind of virtue or something like so that for sure disobedience is not uh, something that is what should bind you to follow that and and many times it happens that uh, uh, that at it least it, it was my experience that, uh, well, I cannot tell by myself that I'm a spiritual father because I didn't get there. You know, those real spiritual fathers are those who went through this process of purification, hardened mind, and they they acquired virtues and so so they are qualified but well in one way because of this assignment I have to provide something at least to be like a sign to show the way where to go or to use this teaching Holy Fathers and uh, s- still it is this trembling because uh, uh, many times now it is less but before many times you were not sure if it is good advice and for sure happened many times that when i was thinking later after i gave some kind of advice and then oh i said well it was not good advice (laughs) it was so bad advice and you know you ask god for forgiveness you pray for that person and oh you feel horrible and then, next time you took that person, the person tells you, you know what, this helped me a lot of. And uh, it was always some <coughs> kind of like mystery for me. I always saw that God's hand in that, you know. He came and fixed what I poor being caused. But but then I read in a I I don't I don't remember that saint who was reading, writing about this and he, he said that um, uh, God sometimes gives you this inspiration that he, that it might look like bad advice and later you you considers the bad advice and uh, but it is the best thing for the person and uh, so it is it is always some kind of mystery which is going on and actually there there is um, in the patrician literature you can find that uh, when they are talking about obedience is uh, they say well even if advice of spiritual father is not correct Follow that. If you if you have a like, hesitation, follow that, what he said, and and uh, uh, well, not correct. I mean, not that it goes against gospel and something. You know that that so you can have a like, hesitation, follow that, and it will bring you blessing. You know, it's it's difficult. This is this is something we are touching some kind of mystery and and for sure god's grace is working there
2: a couple of priest friends of mine have told me that uh, people will come up to them and say oh father your homily was so touching when you said this this and this and this and they look at me and they go i never said any of those things (laughs) in my homily and yet it touched them somehow you know that's that's god working through and clicking in that person's mind what they need to hear and uh, because they were open to god and what god had to say and so they heard what they needed to hear rather than what the priest was saying.
0: is not it Well, while you we were talking this, I I recall this uh, like uh, cartoon, uh, just that uh, priest is saying goodbye to parishioners, couple who are moving out of town. And he's, he's saying that the man, he said, I'm so sorry that you are leaving. You are a great source of Inspirations for home homilies. <laughs> 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 uh, no, this is this is true. This is how how it is that many times we have to. This uh, obedience helps us to to be. To follow God's will, even if it seems sometimes that uh, we are not satisfied or it seems a little bit off, advice—I I, well, don't take me seriously. Nobody wants to give bad advice, but sometimes you you can feel that okay, it's not it's not the best thing, but it turns you know, in majority it turns if it is received disobedience is the best thing the best advice God's grace is amazing you know, in this alright so let's continue text fifty two.
1: since you are a friend of Christ let me give you this further piece of advice you must aspire to live in exile free from the conditions and ways of your own country do not be caught up by anxiety for your parents or by ties of affection to your relatives. Do not stay in a town but preserve in, persevere in the wilderness, saying like the prophet, Lo then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness.
0: So he goes a little bit further in this putting this foundation of spiritual life when he talks especially to monks. And this uh, detachment from the world, and even like physical separation from the world, this was very important, very important for uh, starting this uh, spiritual battle uh, for monastics. And uh, for sure, it is fulfillment uh, of Christ's words that when he says if somebody loves father, mother, brother or sister, or property, you know, he's not worthy of me. And, uh, and uh, the Holy Fathers, they, they, they uh, understood these words of our Savior. And not only they understood, uh, this understanding came out from ex- living experience That they found out that to be in this, to go physically uh, out to the solitude and then to try to acquire this solitude of heart (coughs) that is necessary if we want to um, remove our passions from heart and to grow with holiness. Uh, Again, what does it mean for us? I think that uh, the the gospel is the same for monks and for for us who are in the world. Maybe execution is different the way, but still it is. We should follow the same radical um, um, commandment uh, from Christ in a way which Belongs to our state, uh, to our location, and uh, and we can find the way how to do this with, with this non-stop questioning uh, ourselves. Is God the priority for me? Is the God priority? It is. It is. It's salvation of soul the biggest goal. For my life, be live in Christ. It is the biggest goal of my life, or not? And in this, uh, it doesn't mean now to uh, leave uh, maybe a job where I what I'm doing or to leave family for us. But but uh, I, when we were talking, I think I some time ago, that, that how the Holy Fathers, how they understood what is work. Um, uh, especially St. John, uh, Saint, Saint Isaac he says that our true work is work on salvation. Everything other is necessity we need to do to provide for our life. So, it means that uh, everything that we do in, in this world, our jobs, uh, uh, taking care of family and everything, it is something what, what, uh, what is should be secondary. I don't, I don't say to neglect this, but in the way where we put our priority, stress, it should be in second, on the second place. Priority is salvation, and the life is Christ. So in this way, we should, uh, even we are not monks, uh, we we have to uh, somehow put to our mind, to our life, this correct hierarchy of. The, of things, and once we put as a priority God and our salvation, our salvation, our soul. Usually, those things which are connected with our responsibilities, our duties. It, 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 they they click somehow. It it's there is no uh, there is some kind of harmony. We can experience this harmony that suddenly things starts to make sense how they work. Because many times uh, we, we have this problem as Christians that uh, if we uh, try to fulfill some kind of social rules or um, habits, customs because we don't want to look like weirdos you know in this world um, and and uh, but we feel that well we are doing that, but our heart is saying something different, but we must do this because his colleague is right it you know and, and we have this we don't have this peace inside. But once I make this decision priority for me social soul and my... And, and to be with Christ to uh, to gain eternal life. So then, uh, uh, those things are secondary. And um, actually, I don't care if I look in eyes of others a little bit like different or strange. And and then I start to see that that then these things of daily life. Um, they are making some kind of sense. That they become supportive. They they come as a support for this primary goal. I it's 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 difficult to some. I am not able to explain better, you know. But this experience will come. And actually, many changes come and. Um, I remember one uh, couple. They they told me after a while, they were, uh, they were trying to uh, uh, rearrange their life according to this uh, rule gospel. And they said this: that well, what we experience is that some a lot of changes. Life slowly, we lost a lot of friends. But on uh, the other hand, we gain a lot of friends. And we gain those friends who are really uh, helping us to grow, They're an inspiration for us. And, and they said, well, now, you know, they said, well, that they were talking one, once about the situation in Rave, they well." Strange because they realized that their life is job, their home and church. said outside of that there is nothing. I, I, and there are, but they are perfectly happy about that. So so what what happened was that they even slowly lost maybe activities, as I understood. Maybe I, I hope that I understood correctly them. They slowly uh, lost, uh, they abandoned uh, those activities they used to do before. And uh, it was not that they decided, like, okay, now we are getting this out of our life. Just it came naturally. You know, it's it's those things stop to be attractive for them, or they stop to see. Pleasure in these things. So once we, uh, once we put this priority, God's grace helps us to slowly and many times without our push even um, uh, somehow rearrange our whole our life and activities and s- way of life. And uh, and. After a while we notice that that there is a change and we realize we like that change. And many times we have to really break back bad habits, it's without doubt. Tell more about that. Did you experience that? Yeah. It is strange. It is strange. and.
1: uh, What do you say to people when you go through that experience and you are happy with that, but yet it seems completely crazy for other people that have known you their whole life? Why would you spend so much time going over there? Why would you go to book study? Why would you go to vigil? You know what I mean? And they they just can't wrap their head around it. Not really an answer you know that would satisfy. That happened to me and I just told them that these are the important things in my life now. Yeah. And 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 that's what I put my priority on.
0: Yeah. You want some? No. Okay. All right.
1: Seek out places which are secluded and far from the world. And even if there is a scarcity of essentials in the place you choose, do not be afraid. If your enemies should encircle you like bees or pernicious drones, assaulting you and disturbing you with all kinds of thoughts, do not be scared. Do not listen to them. Do not withdraw from the struggle. Rather, endure patiently, always saying to yourself, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he heard me and listened to my supplications. And then you will see the great things God does, his help, his care, and all his forethoughts for your salvation.
0: All right, so this is not only advice. This is something what is such like warning for those who... Try to enter this life in solitude, this separation from God, and there is, um, I think, Abba Isaiah. When he, I think that he, it is his, I well, I'm, message is important. then correction, I cannot remember well. It's my weakness. but well, anyway, in in uh, uh, there is. That saint wrote instruction for those who want to start life in solitude. And he said, "When you, when you enter this solitude, you have to be aware that immediately demons will attack you with very sharp or, or intensive attack." and they will bring you thoughts like how you are going to survive that, who is going to take care of you if you are sick, there is nobody who can help you, and uh, thoughts like that. And he said it's very intensive because demons are trying to scare this spiritual athlete or this spiritual warrior they want to start in the beginning with these things, which are, are somehow belongs to this our nature that that we are this 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 instinct in us to to have a protection for our life, to have enough things for life. The uh, protection of the this physical life is is in us, and they are using that intensified in this way, may we give up. And may we see these are decisions like crazy. So this is why he says that, well, don't be scared. Don't listen to them. Don't run away. And, uh, and this is something what what, uh, what is um, uh, what we have to expect, too. Always when we make this decision to put this priority which is God and our salvation our soul in the first place we experience something similar because it might be similar temptations that well if I do this I would not have this security in my life. And it is very intensive, like feeling, very, very intensive, and and it forces us many times to make some kind of compromise. And uh, and uh, it's very difficult to fight with these temptations, with this attack. But but we should try to do this. And. Uh, We have a lot of stories that, uh, uh, like in patristic literature, again, I don't know who was that, uh, in uh, monk who lived in solitude, but there are many similar stories. Even on the soul solitude place in uh, in uh, desert, that even there were no roots or weeds, you know, to eat, nothing. Mm. And uh, he, said, he said, this is a place which is very far from people, silent. Not here I will be fighting for you, even if I die here. And it was interesting that every day a raven beard mm-hmm. came and he brought um, this loaf of bread, but well, don't think about like big one. <laughs> it was uh, the uh, biscuit of bread, and in this like uh, in the Egypt and Middle East, this, yes, it's like like
2: uh, pita. Yeah,
0: pita bread. something like that, you know. So he brought this bread every day. Brought this, and and uh, once he got a visitor, another like um, monk who lived in solitude, came for spiritual advice, and uh, he really didn't care. He was not even thinking about food or something like to to how to give and Bert brought bread too. And he glorified God, he said, well, God is taking care. You know, so these uh, the saints, if they are talking to us, they experience this God's providence. They experience it in a very clearly way because while well, they totally dependent on that. We don't see this God's providence in our life very clearly because it comes in different forms. It comes from through other people, and uh, but still it comes, and it is important to see that and to recognize that as a uh, God's grace and God's help for us. So, well, and one thing is that we should not be, one thing more, that we should not be scared when these temptations come. Actually, uh, we should be scared when we don't have temptations. We should be scared if there is not this inner fight, you know, uh, in keeping this, this correct way. If uh, we are relatively satisfied with our way, uh, spiritual way, this path uh-huh. we are following, when we are, you know, we are not experiencing these this difficulties, this, uh, these attacks through our thoughts. So I Syrian, he says that if you experience this peace, be aware that you are too far from God's path. So while well, this is like a sign that uh, you experience peace, probably the world is very happy with you, um, but, but you are very far from God's will.
2: So when he says, do not withdraw from the struggle, um, is that because if you withdraw from the struggle, you have a higher chance of losing the struggle? Well, if you're not engaged, you
0: can deal with it. I, I mean in this text he, he's talking about this struggle which, which comes uh, on those who try to separate themselves from the world and they are attacked by these this temptations so what he says <coughs> about don't uh, stay in this you know don't worry the struggle will be but don't search solution for that peace from that because it means that you would return back to world you would you would uh, stop to follow this path you know you you are called to to follow so uh, and 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 it is i talked to one priest recently a few weeks ago from Slovakia and now it is quite a rough situation with this, uh, everything goes up, energies and uh, really, it became like the situation very really bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he said that while there is a, like, he told me that there are a lot of priests who really are struggling and they are th- searching ways how to fight second job. Find, you know, but bishops are against that and and they don't know how to live, you know. And he said, it's like, uh, he said, this is like non stop, uh, some kind of like temptation that he said almost like fear, which everybody can understand mm-hmm. difficulty. And he told me, well, we. Forget to trust God that He provides, okay. and yeah. uh, I am not. Well, well, I am not making judgment on that because there are like really uh, things which has to be some kind of solution has to come, but well, it's it's not the way now to. Uh, to search easier way somehow, worldly way, it's, it should be a way for bishop to find solution for whole church because it's not it's, it's connected this whole church. But but uh, he, I think he said this that well, don't don't be scared, don't run away, uh, trust God that it will be in some way. And but it's tough. And everybody has this experience. We try to follow Christ and and follow gospel and to live. So we have this experience that many times we have to really somehow give up and to really uh, trust God's providence in our lives. Because uh, when we make decisions for God, for sure we cannot expect that we are going to get rich or somehow. Well there there are these churches you know they they say that they preach this um gospel of prosperity that, you know but this is not real gospel this is not real teaching this is not true and uh, oh. okay so are we going over? Oh, Lucia, I I didn't want to scare you with this (laughs) word. She ran away, scared. Yes, Christian life is so scary. (laughs) Okay, 54.
1: If you are a friend of Christ, you should have as friends persons who are of benefit to you and contribute to your way of life. Let your friends be men of peace, spiritual brethren, holy fathers. It is of such that our Lord was speaking when he said, my mother and brethren are those who do the will of my father who is in heaven.
0: Yeah. So there's another like advice, which helps us to build our spiritual life put another fundament. And the advice is, search uh, friends among those who uh, who have the same desire in in their hearts. It means that the priority is God, eternal life and salvation of soul. That we should uh, search company of these people. But well, (sighs) I think that this is not very difficult to execute because it is natural. Once, once you put this desire to, to your heart and this priority it comes naturally that you are you you will be led to this, the same minded people, you will be led to those and slowly you start to lose old friends and people you know. It's some kind of natural, natural Process. But still, in this process, we can find uh, situations that we uh, can become like prisoners of previous uh, relationships. And uh, this is dangerous because just because we don't have courage to break this relationship or to uh, stop it. Uh, then it might be very dangerous for us to to stay in this or to keep this relationship. Um, and 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 it is it is difficult because sooner or later we we become aware of these people and and. And more and more we start to realize that there are, they represent like dead weight for us, they are pulling us down. And now, uh, because we, because of this uh, not correct understanding many times of the Gospel, we, we, we feel that while God's will is to follow, this, uh, to 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 love those people, so it like it forces us to stay in this relationship because this, if not, so it seems to us that we are not loving people. But well, these commandments to love our neighbor, uh, it doesn't mean to put our salvation to jeopardy. We have to realize that, well, this is our priority, and I have to do everything to reach to to come closer to my salvation, and good uh, for a world. What is good deed, for example, it might be good deed for us if we uh, cause some kind of damage to our soul through this. Does it make sense? So the good discernment is, is very good. Samuel?
2: It's amazing to think about that process of like, breaking up because so often a person can be afraid that it's going to be like a big blow up and a big argument or something like that. And sometimes it is but most of the time it's just a simple saying no thank you to something and it, everything else just falls into place and you realize that you know, they're, they're not attracted to you anymore
0: yeah but, but sometimes but, but sometimes I think that this is that we are afraid of that uh, through this act we are showing that, that we do not allow that person uh, this is the biggest problem for us. You know, and uh, and many times we don't realize this, just to make ourselves free from these relationships. Many times helps the others, those people, to to start to grow or to start to ask their their. And, and there's there's another. When uh, I was thinking about that, I think that there is a, another thing we have to. Uh, we have to keep in mind uh, that even in this in this uh, uh, process of freeing from dead weight, we have to remember not to become this dead weight for the others. Now that, that, well, to give freedom to grow to others, it's very important. And uh, when I was, uh, I, I think that uh, in the book, of Elder Joseph, there's a moment when the elder, they were, whose disciples they, they were, he and his friend, in one moment this elder, holy man, who loved them dearly, he said go to that elder. He really sent them to other because he realized he doesn't have nothing more to give them. So he cut off this relationship even it was the man who thinking about it, it must be so difficult for him to to do this and to and to give to and how how great soul he was that he he really gave them this freedom made them able to grow. And many times it happens that I think especially. In the relationship with our children, I mean, we have that uh, we have this as parents: this responsibility to for them spiritually and to lead to lead them towards God. And but it might be time when they are growing or they are adult that that well, really to give them this freedom it means to point if we feel that we cannot give them more to really give them freedom to, to 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 send them or to point to those who to the to this to that relationship which can help them it's difficult but and it's not about children. most common it is in parents and children and uh, but it might be with our friends too. Many times we this this some kind of uh, we feel so we feel that we are so uh, important in this relationship and everything. So uh, it's sometimes a bit difficult. It's if the person wants to grow more, and it's funny. It's somebody who gives the, him more, and we become almost like jealous inside, and we want to keep this relationship. Um, it's, difficult, uh, it's difficult, but well, it might ha- might happen. You yes. know. Okay. Let's finish here. Blessing of the Lord be upon you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.